2: David Van Camp, out today, enjoying a well-deserved day off. There's Scott Robbins. Nice. Okay. we got to keep this thing together today without Van Camp. Well, we'll try. Might get a little wily. Well, let's start here. Uh, So the big NATO summit. Saw this happening yesterday. Biden is there. Uh, NATO is calling for a ceasefire between Russia and Ukraine. I think you do that all the time. I don't know that Vladimir Putin is exactly listening to that. He wasn't there. No. No. Um, but they're calling on Putin to immediately stop this war and withdraw military forces from Ukraine and call on Belarus to end its complicity. No one really expects that to happen. But NATO's Secretary General said NATO was set to approve major increases in the number of troops stationed in Eastern Europe to the tune of 40,000 more troops. Okay. Well, and one of the numbers we're hearing now Is it possible that Russia has lost 40,000?
3: Oh, sure. Yeah, I think it's very possible, yes. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But, I mean, neither is anybody else. But, yeah, I mean, they've they've taken a beating. More than anyone could have imagined. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think they thought it was going to be an Afghanistan-type thing where they just rolled through the streets. Yeah, I think that was the news coverage uh, early on. The pushback was highly underrated. So, Ukraine's president, Zelensky...
2: Um, Now it's said that Russia has utilized phosphorus bombs to kill adults and kids. Mm. And now it's called on NATO to provide 1% of its planes and 1% of its tanks. And in addition to calling for a ceasefire, the United Nations approved for a resolution to blame Russia for the humanitarian crisis. Yeah, they invaded. Right. Sometimes you see this declaration and to the common person, you're like, well, yeah, of course. Was there any other suspect? Here's the thing. you well, so are you going to blame? China abstained from that. Nah, I don't want to go that far, which has some people concerned. Um This was also very interesting. A reporter asked, Joe Biden, hey, these sanctions, these additional sanctions that you're going to put on Russia, I mean, it hasn't worked in the past. Do you think it's going to work now? To which Biden said something that surprised Well, a whole lot of people. Uh, And the fact that he is saying now that it was never going to be a
0: deterrent. Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. It's almost like you're
2: bugging. You keep talking about it. Just nag, nag, nag about it.
3: Your administration it just, said it like a hundred thousand times that it was a deterrent. Talking about the
4: purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrent.
3: What? Excuse me. What'd she say? She said it was going to be a deterrent. Yes, that was the vice president.
0: Uh, you keep talking about that.
3: Yeah. Why do you do that?
2: <laughs> is it just Kamala then? The purpose of the sanctions, in the first instance, is to try to deter Russia from going to war.
3: What? What? Yeah. What do you mean? You keep talking about that. <laughs> oh. You have another example of that? Well, it, yes.
0: The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter.
3: What? The president believes sanctions are intended to deter. Hmm. You keep talking about that. I know, because you told those people it did. Hmm, we want them to have a deterrent effect. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale what? invasion. The sanctions were designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression.
2: Well, oh boy, all you people bugging, people that work for me that said it was my idea, no! Absolutely not! It was
0: never meant to deter. Sanctions never deter. Oh, the mains of sanctions. The what? The maintenance of sanctions. The maintenance. Maintenance. Mainness. Is that a word?
2: No. Main camp looked it up yesterday. Sorry.
0: Mainness.
2: I think he had trouble the first the time. Manes. The
0: mains of sanctions. Mainness. Mm. The maintenance of sanctions, the maintenance of sanctions, the increasing the pain and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him.
2: Okay. so but you're bringing on hurt, but it's not a deterrent. Okay, I I don't know what to do with that. I I don't know, but there was a follow-up question, and Joe got a little, well, prickly. Yes. A little testy about
0: it. Do you believe the actions today will have an impact on making Russia change course in Ukraine? That's not what I said. You, you, you're you playing a game with me. I know. The answer is no. Who's playing the freaking game?
2: We don't know if it's a deterrent or not. We don't know because we hear from your staff, yeah, as meant as a deterrent, and then you say, no, it's not. And quit bugging. You keep bringing it up, nagging. Do
3: you think he maybe didn't know? I have no idea. I mean, do you think they're just doing stuff and without even asking him? They're like, the old man will never know. Well, I
2: think they gave him the talking points at the time. I don't know yesterday if he was supposed to say it was never meant as a deterrent. I think he was probably not even supposed to take questions. And that's the reason why. His staffers don't want him talking to anybody because that can happen. That would be my guess. Either way, you know,
3: it feels like when you take over troubling. the affairs of an elderly uh, relative of yours, it's like you start paying the bills, you check the bank account, you do all they don't know. Right. You're doing it for them so they don't screw it up, right? And so they don't end up in a jam of some kind. Yes. Yeah. I can't say for sure that's what's going on, but it seems like there's a lot of people doing things that he doesn't know about.
2: Yes, the thing is, if you're going about the scenario you're talking about, yeah. it's to keep them from harming themselves. Yeah, well. This guy's the president of the United I, I, States. I
3: understand. I understand.
2: Meanwhile, does it seem like uh, he could just execute a simple Q&A sort of thing there. But that's also happened with what appears to be our next Supreme Court justice. I mean, if there was a highlight of the week, it had to be.
4: Uh, Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Oh,
2: softball. Thank you.
4: Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No.
2: Yeah. What? No. I can't. Huh? You can't? Mm,
4: Not in this context. I'm not a biologist.
2: Tanji Brown Jackson. Brilliant scholar.
3: That is a weird answer.
2: And I know it's been brought up many times. Well, from the left point of view, it's an accurate answer because you want to make it more confusing as you can. But that's the whole problem, is it not? Because there's going to be so many cases in the future, as we've just seen last week, what happened at the NCAA championships in swimming, in women's swimming, with the artist formerly known as Will Thompson. So if you can't define that, where are we?
3: I thought it was great the... uh woman with a British accent. Yes. When the dude was bugging her and she was talking about the fact that this is a man competing as a woman. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, how do you know that you're not a biologist? And she says, her retort was, I'm not a veterinarian, but I know what a dog is. Yes. I thought that was a great slam dunk right there. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just a common sense sort of thing, but people on the left want to make it much more, you know deep and intellectual, which makes no sense. You've got a whole country now filled with people that won't stand up and say, the emperor has no clothes. Mm -hmm. This is basics. We have to be honest with one another, and that's not to be hateful. But my goodness, this is crazy. And now you've seen it this week. We have people getting booted off of Twitter or YouTube for just telling the truth. There was a whole piece in the Federalist, John Daniel Davidson. I did not realize he got in trouble as well. I knew the Babylon Bee got in trouble this week, and the Christian Post, and Charlie Kirk, and the list continues because as someone else will come out on Twitter and say, well, uh, either Leah Thomas is a man or Rachel Levine is a man. You get booted because that's determined as hate speech.
3: Yes, Yeah.
2: as yep. hateful. And so, as Davidson wrote for The Federalist, said, if this doesn't stop, Twitter is going to ban every conservative voice and every media outlet that dares to challenge left-wing ideology. And you can see where that would happen. said, I got a nose from Twitter support letting me know that someone had complained about a tweet of mine noting that Rachel Levine, the U.S. Assistant Secretary for Health, is a man. As a result, my tweet would be banned. But check this, but only in Germany, where according to Twitter's explanation of what it calls country withheld content, an authorized entity issued a valid legal demand to block my tweet. What What? kind of gobbledygook crap is that? So what he had written was a response to the news that Twitter locked the account of Charlie Kirk for saying Levine is a man. Banning Levine made or banning Kirk made no sense. That's what Davidson wrote, because Levine, well, is obviously a man, a man who dresses like a woman, but a man nonetheless. He goes on to write, to be clear, Levine is a 64-year-old man who spent the first 54 years of his life presenting or living publicly as a man. He was married and fathered two children. In 2011, he decided to transition. And Davidson says this, Levine is and always will be a man. His story is a sad one. And far from mocking or berating him, conservatives should pray for him and hope that he gets the help he obviously needs. I think that's, you know, a nice thought. People on the left would still deem that as hateful. He said this is more about Twitter. Blocking out accounts of Charlie Kirk and the Babylon Bee and others? This is crazy. And as Van Camp had mentioned yesterday, the editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee, Kyle Mann, then tweeted... Maybe they'll let us back into our Babylon Bee Twitter account if we throw a few thousand Uyghurs in a concentration camp. So then they locked his account for hateful conduct. Later, then the Babylon Bee's founder, Adam Ford, was locked out of Twitter for retweeting what man had tweeted. And then all of a sudden, articles at the Federalists suddenly started getting blocked by Twitter. And this never ends. Remember CPAC that was going on in Florida about a month ago? Mm Mm-hmm. All of a sudden YouTube took off almost everyone that spoke on Saturday. Just gone. Labeled as misinformation. Part of that was Molly Hemingway, who remember her book came out talking about how Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook basically started running elections in different states. Ah, misinformation. The thing is, it's not misinformation. I mean, that, those are facts for crying out loud. So that's sort of where we are this week. It's honestly, man, people say alarming all the
3: time. It's pretty alarming. It really is. That's where we're why at right now. Getting control of the majority of Congress is going to be vitally important. Yes. Because oh. you've got there's got to be investigations into this and this has to stop.
2: Also, Biden yesterday and this happens again. Remember the fine people hoax? with trump yeah. charlottesville yeah biden repeated it again yesterday Jeez. all right and media just goes along with it we'll get to that and much more coming up right here The Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp off today. There's Scott Robbins. It got repeated again yesterday. The Charlottesville lie. (laughs) The fine people hoax
3: that's been going on for years now. The reason Joe Biden ran for president. That's what he said. Yes,
2: of course. You've been saying that for a long time now. Yes. During the NATO press conference again yesterday.
0: I've been dealing with foreign policy for longer than anybody is involved in this process right now. Uh I have no concerns about the impact. I made a commitment when I ran this time. I wasn't going to run again, and I mean that sincerely. I had no intention of running for president again. Right. And uh, until I saw those folks coming out of the fields in Virginia carrying torches and carrying Nazi banners and literally singing the same vile rhyme that they used in Germany in the early 20s, or 30s, I should say. And... um, And then when the gentleman you mentioned was asked what he thought, and a young woman was killed, a protester, and he was asked what he thought, uh, he said, they are very good people on both sides.
2: My question to you, Scott, (laughs) memory might be a little foggy. Has anyone in legacy media ever said, you know, that's really not
3: true? Not that I'm aware of. Trump never said that. Not that I'm aware of, no. Nobody questions him when he says he said it a million times. They push it every time. Yeah. It's easy
2: to find. It's a hoax.
0: And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay?
2: Okay. Can we be settled on that? They just keep pushing it out there. It's unbelievable. What a joke. No, I know. An absolute joke. And yes... I don't think you can make too big a point out of the fact that we have someone that's going to be a Supreme Court justice that can't answer the question, can you define a female? Can you? No, can't do it. Donji Brown Jackson said, no, can't do it. Well, the Babylon Bee is here to help. I don't know if you happen to see this. I have no. to know. Babylon Bee, I mean, they already got booted off Twitter. I don't think they're worried about getting banned anywhere else. They're going to do what they do. But, Are you a woman? 12 signs to look for. Okay. <laughs> okay. B is hilarious. you yeah. got to have a sense of humor, right? Yeah. We'll see if any of this makes you uneasy, Scott. Okay. okay. I'm bracing. Okay. Uh, again, 12 signs to look for if you're a woman. One, are you always cold? <laughs> Gosh dang. Two, has a human ever popped out of you? That would help you determine it, uh, right? Yeah. Three, have you ever decorated a bed with six or more pillows?
3: No. Then you're probably not. Right.
2: Woman. Yeah. Gosh, it's that funny. Uh, Can you tell the difference between cream white and rustic farmhouse white? (laughs) See, you're going to try not to laugh at some of these (laughs) to save yourself later in (laughs) the day.
3: I I know. It's the way that works, right? I know. Yeah.
2: But you couldn't help it there. (sighs) That was funny. (laughs) Okay. You want to keep going? That's four. We've got eight to go. Okay. All right. Another sign to look for if you're a woman. Have you run into a curb in the past 24 hours? Ooh, ouch. (laughs) So far, our producer, Chris, that's the one that's got him going I'm staying away (laughs) from that one. I hear the laughter. Uh, Six, do you bleed, like for an extended period of time at regular intervals? Yeah. See, that would help you know. Yeah. Uh, Seven, does it take over three hours to decide what you want to eat? Again, I'm... What? Staying away from that one. Next up, are you currently a member of at least three Pyramid Schemes?
3: Oh, gosh. Jeez. He is hilarious. <laughs>
2: and do you find simple movie plots hard to follow? Oh, Holy mackerel. That's smoking right there. <laughs> do you frequently describe your emotional state as fine? When you are, in fact, not fine. Again, just signs you could no. be a woman. Yeah. Trying to help. I know you are. I know. Not me. The B. I'm all about the B. okay? I know. I know. Is your Starbucks order anything other than black coffee? And lastly, do you have two X chromosomes? Yeah. That's we'll help you really determine. the
3: defining one right there. Okay. Yes. All right. I mean, as far as my
2: wife's concerned, that's not funny. The B is usually funny, not that, right? Uh-huh. Uh, You know, the Twitter CEO is against free speech. He said so. We have the audio. Next. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp. He's off today. Well deserved day off. The sexy boomer, that's Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. Okay, with everything going on in the world right now, and with our president, Joe Biden, you know, meeting with NATO yesterday and talking about Ukraine, some people bring up, yeah, Ukraine, it's curious, right? Because Hunter Biden, his son, you know, was on the board for Burisma, a Burisma synergy company from Ukraine. Uh, there seems to be some ties there. Well, yeah. doesn't get talked about too much they didn't anymore. Talk
3: about it doesn't get talked about
2: at all. Until the failing New York Times last week right. admitted, well, that Hunter Biden laptop, yeah, it's real. And what it contained, yeah, it's real. Those emails are real. Even though in October of 2020, well, the New York Post was booted off of Twitter and anyone trying to share that story got knocked off social media. It was called Russian disinformation. Right. But now we know it wasn't. Now, a lot of legacy media hasn't talked about it at all since. But I've read several pieces where people are really thinking the reason the New York Times did that is to get out in front of it because they know something else is coming. They think Hunter Biden's going to be indicted, at least on taxes, tax evasion, if not more. But it also could involve Ukraine, as you would imagine. Daddy. So on the Daily Wire's Morning Wire, they do, you know, some news. And author Peter Schweitzer was on there talking about um, exactly what we could be talking about here, because he's the president of the Government Accountability Institute. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, he talks about the tax evasion, that he failed to pay millions of dollars in taxes for money that came overseas, because that wasn't just Ukraine. That was Russia. That was also China. Uh, also allegations potentially of money laundering. That would be moving money around for maybe foreign oligarchs and other people who are trying to hide assets. Remember, the what was it the richest woman in Russia? Mm-hmm. He had the relationship with her. Um, not romantic as far as we know, but as far as money. Um The third thing they could be looking at is violations of the so-called FARA Act, Foreign Agents Registration Act. Which means if you lobby the U.S. government, asking them for some kind of action on behalf of a foreign actor, you're required to register with the Department of Justice. Hunter Biden didn't do that. No. He's supposed to do that. And then there's the possibility of political corruption. Really? Was there payments being made to Hunter Biden because they wanted something from his father? And from Tony Bobolinsky back in October of 2020 when he was talking That's what we could be looking at.
3: Well, let's just look at the, I mean, they didn't pay this guy millions of dollars to sit on the board of this company because he was skilled. He admitted that. I mean, it's impossible. Of course they were trying to buy influence. Of course they were. He admitted saying, yeah,
2: if if my dad wasn't the vice president, no, I wouldn't have got the job.
3: That was their entry into the world of, of U.S. politics at a very high level. Yeah, he was a valuable asset to them. And they paid him accordingly. What else are we supposed to believe? Well, the other part, you know, <laughs> the timing of it. Hunter doing these deals at the
2: time, his father was named point person on U.S. policy towards Ukraine. Ukraine, yes. Yes. <laughs> said. So, yeah, there's a certain, at minimum, coincidence there. Yes. And the allegation that Ukrainian oligarchs want certain favorable treatments from Joe Biden because he had so much pull on the aid dollars coming into the country and what the U.S. posture would be that they basically gave Hunter Biden this energy job of a million dollars a year, even though he had no background and experience in Ukraine or energy. And the same could be said as it relates to China policy and Russia and Russia as well. So the thought is, no, it's not going away. And there was a reason that the failing New York Times did the story they did last week about all of this.
3: Wow. I mean, politicians have been doing this on a different level for a long time. you got a Mm -hmm. congressperson whose cousin in some no-show government job who's never even been to work is on the payroll. Well, you know, and you think
2: about this, too, with the piece in the Times, Because, you know, it could be this sort of, hey, uh, we're going to bury the lead. You know, he paid taxes, but he's still being looked at here. See? Yeah. Well, you know, as Schweitzer said, he was not only using the family name. There's evidence in the laptop that meetings were set up, and some of those meetings were off the books, meaning they didn't appear on the White House visitor's log. So there seems to have been some kind of access granted, whether it's legal or not. And that's another question. You know, plus, we do know that Joe Biden and Hunter had intertwined finances. Because Hunter was getting money from those overseas deals, and he was paying some of his father's monthly bills. But he was also paying for things like renovations on Joe's house in Delaware. That's illegal in the United States. Well, Politicians can't be subsidized by family members. <laughs> and the fact that the money came from overseas, of course, means that it has further implications. So, yes, it would involve Joe. But legacy media, not no time for that. What happened January 6th again? Right. Democracy almost fell.
3: Meanwhile, you know, Joe's got a nine-hole golf course and a bowling alley in his house <laughs> that somehow just
2: showed up. Oh, uh, Mitch McConnell, leading Senate Republican, has said, uh, yeah, I'm not going to support a Biden Supreme Court nominee, Donji Brown-Jackson. Obviously a racist. Is that the reason why he's? Well, yeah. That's what the left will Sexist
3: say. Sexist
2: and racist. Uh, Mitch said he went into the process with an open mind. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, after studying the nominee's record and watching her performance this week, I cannot and will not support Judge Jackson for a lifetime appointment to our highest court. You know, long story short, doesn't like her stance on court packing. No. but she didn't really say she was against it. No. You could get into exactly what was said. That's the end of the story, basically. And so Mitch has said, no, not going to do it. But Joe Manchin said, yeah, he's going to support her. She's going to get through.
3: She will. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that.
2: I think everyone sort of knew that going in. But still, I mean, you're going through the process. The fact that she just wouldn't answer certain questions, you know, was certainly troubling to a lot of people. So we've talked a little bit about free speech. And people just being able to say, hey, listen, I don't have hate in my heart for anybody, but a biological male is a man, period, the end. we got to stop the insanity. Well, if you tweet that right now, you're more than likely getting kicked off Twitter. I suppose if your following is big enough. And it was interesting, and maybe you saw this on Tucker Carlson show earlier this week. Current Twitter CEO, Prague Agarwal. I mean, he said openly... He's not for free speech. I don't know if you heard this or not, um, but if you hadn't heard it before... I have not. It sort of tells you everything you need to know.
0: Our role is not to be bound by the First Amendment, but our role is to serve a healthy public conversation and our moves...
2: Not bound by the First Amendment. Mm Mm-mm. Direct the conversation.
0: A reflective of things that we believe lead to a healthier public conversation. The kinds of things that we... We do to what about this is to focus less on thinking about free speech, but thinking about how the times have changed.
2: free speech, we don't think about that, how the times have changed. Changed. And we'll decide what's appropriate and what's not. Wow. And just because it may be true, if we deem it to be hateful, well, you're gone. Bye-bye.
0: One of the changes today that we see is... Speech is easy on the Internet. Most people can speak. Where our role is particularly emphasized is who can be heard.
2: Oh. <laughs>
3: well, that's a cell phone right there.
2: Well, that's not free speech.
3: Who can be heard? We'll decide.
2: Yep. Congress has to do something about it.
3: Oh, I agree. I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, generally speaking, I would say I hate government meddling in anything. I mean, let the market sort it out. That's generally my rule of thumb, but in something like this, I mean, this is this beast has got to be tamed. Well, you
2: know, people have brought up the point before when you're talking about free speech with the founders. Where was free speech happening? And you know, for lack of better terminology, people say, "Well, the public square." What's the public square now?
3: Well, that's yeah, it's it's social, social media.
2: media. Yeah, <laughs> and, no, it absolutely is. Yes. So the, well, it's a private company. Well, hold on a second. They're controlling speech. That's got to stop. No doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. Have you heard the story about the high school teacher that went off on the class that had enough and then got fired? Ooh. Well, you can hear the rant. And I want to know exactly what you think of the rant. Did you have to clean it up at all? or? Nah, I think we got it. Oh, God. What? <laughs> all right. You yeah. don't trust it? Hand on the button, Chris. Okay. All right. Wait a second. What? You don't think I could take out the F-bomb? You said I
3: think I did. That well, was yeah. lacking confidence. Not. Yeah, absolutely, I did. There's nothing here. Before I play it. What? Okay, for those that don't know,
2: we've been together for a long time in this business. Well, yeah. this show's over 10 years, but I've known you for almost 30. Yeah, that's true. There's a track record of letting swear words on the air. Who's got a better track
3: record? Okay, I'll admit, you know, sometimes I've, they've gotten past the goalie on me. But I'm just, I'm just but saying. But you're over there gripping because you don't no, think I can get I, the oh end. No, right. but I just don't like the way you said it. Okay. I think I did. I think so. I think I think maybe everything's out. I don't you really me know do sure. sure. Let me double check. No, you no, risk just it for the biscuit. A, okay, then roll it, Chris, on the button. All right. All right. Here we go.
2: Again, this is a teacher in North Carolina, but it was Southwest High School in Jacksonville. Okay, he had an outburst. And some of the kids in class, you know, some sophomores, they were they were scared by the outburst. Ooh. Okay, so here is the outburst.
1: Does anyone else want to try my authority?
2: Anybody else want to try my authority? Because he's done. Get off your phones. We're not going to do this anymore.
1: Because I am done playing with you idiots. I am here because I want to be here. I somewhat enjoy this job. You... Need something from me. I need nothing from you. And if you don't like my language, I don't give a sh- Get out now. Oh, no. Get out now. I need to ask sh- a question. Get yourself and get out. Put your phone away. No, <laughs> Mo. Put Mother- göz- your p- Get out. You, don't have, you, weight. Weight. you don't have no right. Ú-
4: you don't have, you. To me. you don't have no right. You have no right. You have no
3: way. Try me. Try me. Gut reaction, Scott Robin. Holy smokes. <inaudible> Wow, that was epic, man! That was an ep- that guy had had enough. <laughs> I mean, he was in the corner, man. He came out swinging. Holy smokes! And then when he like loses his mind at the end, where he starts just r- putting words together and yelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man, that's fantastic. So you like it? He got fired, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. He knew it though. That I, was a desperate plea for help right there. That was Well
2: for his own mental health he needed to go. And now part of the story is the person that you heard the student there yeah. that's sort of talking back. Yes. Uh, she said that she feared for her life and thought it was racially motivated. Oh shut
3: up. <gasps> feared for your life. He didn't threaten yes. to kill you. He asked you to leave, and then when you started to talk back, I said, get out. Uh
2: th- that student said uh it was disrespectful. Oh, God. Okay. Your job is to encourage me
3: and push me to be the best I can be. Yeah, I'm sure you're the model student.
2: And then where they, where she thought it was a racial thing, part of it, that at least we didn't hear, um, that as he was trying to get her to do whatever he was saying – He said, you can go through life and live on the bleeping system, draw your paycheck on the 1st and 15th from my taxes, and just live an absolute horrible life. I don't care. You can be another statistic. I don't care. That's on you. Why
3: is that racist? I don't know. Okay.
2: They took it. I mean, I don't think that's a color thing. A lot of times it's not. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. All I could think when I heard it is, yeah, I can remember some teachers going off like that. Oh, I can remember him going off—not quite like that, but you it. know, I think he kicked it in gear. It was all fine. Where was it? Where it went to the other level?
1: Put your phone away.
3: I think oh. right here. No, no, put your <laughs> phone <Get> down. <laughs> you have your right. You have no right. You have your, you have your <laughs> Right at the end—that's when. Yeah, it, that's when it he slips into Biden. Level. Right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, hey, dude, I'm sorry you lost your job, but man, oh, that was one for us. Man. <laughs> appreciate it okay uh, a Disney actress is in trouble for telling the truth get to that and much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, off today. He'll be back on Monday. There's Scott Robbins. So this Disney actress named Natasha Ward in a little bit of trouble. Why? Well, what she tweeted. Uh Uh-oh. She said, supporting trans freedom does not mean it's okay to violate the rights of biological women.
3: Yeah, that's a solid take. Not
2: hateful. No, not at all. It's just factual. Pretending that trans women are not men who have a biological advantage and therefore place an undue burden on biological women is make-believe, and it's not science nor fact. No, it's not, but... Said, when your truth trumps, all caps, the truth, and forces me to pretend that it's not a lie, we have a very real problem. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah, people are saying she needs to be fired. She's on the show Station 19. I don't age have kids around fired. the Disney Channel age anymore, so
3: I'm not familiar with it. But yeah, I don't know the show either. But what I understand, yeah, I mean, show. but the, you're you're not allowed to think any differently than they want you to think. You're not allowed to. It's not that you have different thoughts that might be objectionable to some people. You're just not allowed to have them. Well, you just one, can't have them.
2: One person wrote, "Natasha Ward deserves to be held accountable for what she said about trans women." What did she say? I already told you what she said. I know, but it's ridiculous. Listen to this. You can't have a show cast that celebrates diversity whilst having a known transphobe in the cast. Do better, Station 19. Please do what you must. Okay. All right. No, see, someone keeps telling you that you get to make the rules. You don't. Okay? We need to deal in reality. So you can go FRO. All right? Mm-hmm. Another one said, if Natasha Ward doesn't get fired, all of us are going to do it ourselves. Go ahead. You're just the Twitter mob. Who cares? Third person, what's wrong with you, Natasha Ward? It's just downright degrading to trans women. What? She's sticking up for biological women. She wasn't advocating violence or anything like that at all. This is mass delusion. Go get yourself some help. (laughs) man. This is the Markley Bain Camp and Robin Show.
4: Are you ready?
2: Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, a well-deserved day off. There's Scott Robbins. So President Joe Biden is in Brussels talking about a number of different things. Oh, yeah. When it comes to Russia, Ukraine, we're going to have 100,000 refugees coming to the United States. Yeah, there's, about, well,
3: there's room and plenty of money. <laughs> it's no problem there. Plenty of money. Are you saying we shouldn't take them? No. You know, I don't know if I'm saying we shouldn't take them. I'm just saying this notion and idea that we just take anyone who wants to be here. I mean, I get it. They're going there. I mean, I understand what's going on with them. Yes. And maybe there is a moral obligation we have to take them. I don't know. But I'd like somebody to explain to me how all of this stuff gets paid for. In the future. I mean, how do we send a billion dollars to the Ukraine for their def- defensive use? How do we take 100,000 of the displaced you know, people from Ukraine by, which by the way I support, but it's just it's just nobody ever talks about how this is all gonna get paid for. No one cares.
2: Okay. Do you want me to try to answer the question? Well, do you sure. want me to push back? Do you want me to ask some questions too? You
3: can push back if you want. I mean there's plenty of room to push back, yes.
2: Okay. Uh well first of all, that you support it. What do you mean by I support it? Well, I mean it? I
3: support people who are running away in dire straits, in need of getting out from where they are, so they don't die. Okay. That I understand. Have you given any money to that? To which? To what? To any sort
2: of cause of the that's Ukrainian? Helping.
3: Actually, I did.
2: Okay. So there you go. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I did. There's I, several, so did and
3: some of them for people I know that are running them.
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: That you look it up, it's legit. Yeah. So you, you send them in 25, it? 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't have a lot of money to send them, but, you know, I, I mean, it, I certainly do just feel for them. Yeah. Just. I mean, personally, yeah. when
2: I hear someone go on and on about how yeah. much they support the people, yeah, and then and I mean, you're not in a mean way just saying, have you given any of the causes, or
3: you know, well, what do you but mean I, by support? I, one and also, a lot of times people right.
2: will say, well, no.
3: One could also argue that my tax dollars go there, so I am in fact supporting them Yes, in that endeavor as well. But I you have I, no choice on that. Well, no, no, of course not. But if you're actually giving,
2: then I'm like, okay, that means yeah, no, someone no. really I, I supports. Mean, but just yeah. because you put the Ukrainian flag up on your social media and say, I support. Oh, no, I, I, I,
3: I, I 100% agree with you there. Now, the difference, I think, too, is, and let's make the really the difference here, the Ukrainian people who will come here, mm-hmm. I would say 98% of them really didn't want to come here. Right. You know, they didn't want to come here for the free stuff. Right. I mean, they wanted to come here because they wanted to live. Yes. You know, I mean, that's that's a whole different mindset than what's going on at the southern border. Well, I think you can make the argument that
2: there are a lot of people that come up through the southern border also d- really do want to live here. Oh, because I'm sure. The yeah. at well, yeah, that is
3: awful. But they don't want to go you home. Can't have open borders. But the Ukrainians want to go home at some point. I mean, they don't want no, to be you. here. You would think. You know, so, I mean, it's just, it, it's a complicated thing, but you're right. I mean, if you do feel strongly about it, if you do have the extra cash, throw some money their way it, it, and you help know, support you feel led the people to. coming here. Yes, right. Yeah. I agree.
2: I 100% agree with you on that. And I don't, I'm not going to judge anybody that's like, you know, I just don't feel right about it. Right. Because I can't quite trust it. What I'm talking about are the people that talk about how much they support May change to the...
3: Well, yeah. on social media. Okay. Plus those are always people who have no dog in the fight yeah, that are you know, you flying their flags yeah. or wearing their t shirts or whatever.
2: Yeah. By the way, as far as the money goes, if you are on a monthly budget like a lot of people are and you're going to give some money, just know this uh, things are going to get more expensive. And if you doubted that or thought food shortages, is that really going to happen? Well, our president yesterday said, yeah, that's, that's yeah. coming.
0: Nothing more to report. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did. We, we, so talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Mm-hmm. You know, does he ever
3: open his mouth and something good happens as a result? Ever? Ever?
2: Well, I suppose it depends on who you are and what you think.
3: I've yet to find an example of that, where things got better after Joe talked. <laughs> I
2: mean, it just doesn't. If, if I ever think of something, I'll make sure to play it. Okay, play. There's please nothing do. that's like coming right yeah. to mind right now. Please do. Every time he opens his mouth. um, I still am having a hard time with the sanctions thing, because so many of legacy media didn't even talk about it. No, like the reverse course of talking about sanctions, because if you missed it, he was asked yesterday, uh, hey, you've got new sanctions coming toward Russia. Do you think it's going to be any different? I mean, it hasn't done anything so far. And Joe said,
0: let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that.
2: See, You you keep talking about it. No. Over and over and over. purpose of
4: the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence.
3: See? There's BP cackles right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just keeps yammering on about it. You keep talking about that. See? Yes. Not just her. purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter. He keeps talking about it, too.
2: But that didn't get a whole lot of attention.
3: Everybody in his cabinet.
2: Oh, boy. Uh, meanwhile, you know, a lot of people have said... Hey, where are all the feminists when it comes to this Pennsylvania swimmer? Boy, are you right about that. I mean, no kidding. In the NCAA championship. Where is week?
3: all the screeching? Well, there
2: is a feminist organization that has condemned the NCAA. Well, good. Saw that at Daily Wire. Because Daily Wire did this whole piece like, hey, where are the feminist groups? Uh, and where's the NCAA? Because they got letters from some of the female swimmers. The one from Virginia Tech, another one from the University of Kentucky, mm-hmm. who had competed against, you know, the artist formerly known as Will Thomas. Ah, Leah. And suffered for it. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, the executive director of the Women's Liberation Front said, we're deeply disappointed by the NCAA's promotion and celebration of a male athlete over the well-being of female athletes during the past few months. Yes. That's Mari Irvine, who actually said that. I'm sure the hate is coming down hard her way right now. But anybody that speaks out on this right now, you have to applaud. Good for you. You're sticking up for the women. Have you heard of the Women's Liberation Front before? No. Um, it's called WOLF for short. <laughs> W-small-o-capital-l-f. I
3: like that. It's a great acronym. Yeah, I think
2: so. Okay. We don't, we need that.
3: That's what sounds, then they walk in the door after you hear that.
2: Well, now, see, that's branding. <laughs>
3: Announcing your arrival. Yes. yes.
2: Hey, yeah, we're but- here to talk about protecting women in women's sports.
3: <laughs> I kind of like that. I think you're onto something. And the thing is, you know, you're sitting here, I'm sitting here, I have a granddaughter that's an, that's an athlete, you have a daughter that's an athlete yeah I mean, in neither one of us, whatever dream that they would be able to compete against the the boys or men in their particular sports that they they're in, no, I mean it it's just and because we we love our my granddaughter, your daughter, we love these girls and we love to watch them compete, and it's just wouldn't be fair. That's why they have a boys' division and a and a girls' division. That's why it happens that way. Of I course. mean, I don't understand why I'm just supposed to go, well, okay. I guess she just finished the second or third the rest of her life. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, it doesn't yeah, make any I sense. Even,
2: I haven't thought about this in a long time. Uh, you know, my daughter does swim, um, and it's a smaller college. Uh, so you're not talking about Division One, nothing like that. But from the first time she was on a swim team at, like, the Y when she was little. I mean, it's girls and boys. Right. And what I keep thinking is, okay, at some point in time, there's going to be some dude that's going to say, okay, as a project, I'm just going to identify as a guy, okay? And and I'm going to goof on this as long as it will take me. And when it's all said and done, I'll tell everybody that it was a goof to prove a point. That's going to happen at some point. Oh, sure. Because there's such a huge difference between men and women, especially when it comes to some sports, and swimming is definitely one of them. But at least you do have this feminist group, Standing up and saying, "Yeah, this is crazy. This has to stop."
3: I mean, the idea behind Title IX was everybody got a fair shake. Yeah, I mean, girls got to participate in sports like boys. Yes, I mean, which you know, all of us applauded. And it's not one of those situations where I got to sit here now and go, "Well, you know, you're transphobe or whatever." Listen, man, if if a guy wants to live his life as a woman, I don't care. I don't think a lot. But when of people you're do. competing against girls in a sport that may or may not get a scholarship or other financial opportunities based on their excellence in the pool, gymnastics, whatever, then I have a problem.
2: Well, I think anytime you're making someone else going along with something that's not factually accurate, yeah, that's a problem. It just is. Speaking about the differences between men and women, hey, where's the male contraceptive pill? Been talking about it for that for years. Where is it? I thought we had them. They're called Trojans. That's not a pill. Okay, that's true. But yep. there is one that's found to be 99% effective in mice and could enter human trials by the end of the year. Doesn't it seem like they've been saying that for 15 years? <laughs> yeah. See that story? It seems like every year. I know. Oh, and an update on something that Van Camp told us about earlier this week. That home fitness and people that were into home fitness... Uh, were racist yeah i forget the reason behind that it's uh, also freaking goofy
3: i don't know can't remember now was it the cost involved in maybe fitness home- gym or whatever i don't know
2: that sort of thing yeah well smart watches are also racist
3: yes i didn't know that
2: yeah like when i gave you the fitbit that you never wore
3: It was broken.
2: Maybe you didn't do it because secretly somewhere inside you, you knew it was racist. I wanted to do it. You gave me damaged goods. It worked. You broke it. (laughs) I did not. It worked fine when I gave it to you. Anyway, uh, that was a study out of Canada because apparently the sensors in them are less accurate for people with darker skin. That's what it said. Really? That's what it said. Ah. Yes. Hmm. So I don't know if that even pertains to tanning. I don't know. But it's just something else that has now been deemed as, well,
3: racist. Racist.
2: Yes. Thank you. All right. Much more to get to. Oh, did you hear the person yesterday go off on Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau? It's one for the ages. Next. Next. Markley Van Camp and Robin show Jamie Markley David Van Camp off today he'll be back on Monday Scott Robbins here okay so yesterday people are getting together European Parliament Justin Trudeau Prime Minister of Canada is there yeah hey this guy he's thinking warm welcome everywhere he goes not exactly the case yesterday I don't know if you happen to hear uh from Germany the MEP Christine Anderson
3: I did because um I really dislike him very much a lot of people do I think he's just a face I think he's like a boy band politician I think it's worse than that yeah I, I don't think there's a lot of substance to this guy right and I think the substance that is there is very marxist yes and and overbearing and he's gotten he slid by on charm agreed I mean it, he's a bad guy bad guy And he got called out, and this was great because he was called. I was sitting there while he was getting called out.
2: Yes, and talking about, you know, the trucker convoy in Canada again from Germany, Christine Anderson.
0: It would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada to address this House according to Article 144 an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights democracy and the rule of law which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again a Prime Minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this house whoa yes i'm
3: watching yes holy mackerel absolutely you go sitting here lecturing us you clown and this you're doing much what you're doing is terrible
2: She
0: wasn't done at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you. Get get out of
3: here. (laughs) Damn, man. Finally, somebody said it in that forum. Embarrassing him around with other leaders. That's fantastic. Loved it. Jackass. He deserves every bit of it.
2: You know what Sunday is, right? Oscars. You going to be tuning in? No. Yeah, me neither. No. No. Stop caring. I don't want to be ago. that guy. It's just not for
3: me. I don't care about it.
2: I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but Zelensky, president of Ukraine,
3: rumored to make an appearance by video. Everybody knows Cory Booker's going to win Best Actor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know the movie Power of the Dog, it's up for a bunch yeah. of awards. Yeah. Did you see the pet company pop? Uh Is going to be using the Oscars to help animals. You're an animal person. I want no, to bring no, this up. Yeah, I, no, I
3: am. Almost, I almost watched the movie the other night. I could, I could serve t- tee it up on my TV, and I thought, nah, I'm not really up for it yet. Okay. Well, they're going to donate
2: ten thousand dollars to animal rescues, with a maximum donation of a million dollars every time Power of the Dog is mentioned during the show. Oh gosh. Yes. They provide on-demand support to pet parents with video calls and texts to vets for $24 a month. I don't know what it is.
3: So what do you have to say? What's the phrase that
2: pays? No, it's just anytime that Power of the Dog, the movie, is mentioned during the Oscars. They donate ten grand. Tell all the people
3: I... in Florida that DeSantis
2: hates it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> power of the, dog, power think... of the Dog! Power of the Dog! Power
2: of the Dog! It's the Western. Anytime I even hear anything about the movie, all I think about is Sam Elliott, oh, the actor, hated yeah. who hated the movie. Yeah. Yeah. and. In the interview, talking about the movie, and people said he was homophobic and all this stuff. So I just didn't think it was a good Western. Remember the this?
1: Evisceration. Of the- the,
2: oh, yeah. Well, it started him saying, you want to talk about that
1: piece of... Yeah, you want to talk about that piece of...
2: <laughs> oh. Wow. And I think it was... What was his big problem that it wasn't really a Western and that Benedict Cumberbatch was in Chaps the whole time or something?
1: I mean, Cumberbatch never got out of his... Shaps. He he had two pair of chaps, a woolly pair and a leather pair. Yeah. And every f- time he'd w- he'd walk in from somewhere, I don't know where, and the f- he never was on a horse. Yeah. Maybe once. Yeah. He'd walk into the f- house, storm up the f- stairs, go lay on his bed in his chaps and play his banjo. He was like, what the? F-? <laughs> what the f-?
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it. the old. What the? F-? <laughs> what the f-? This is
2: the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. (laughs) It kills me every time. (laughs) Play the banjo.
1: (laughs) Where's the Western? Where's the Western in this Western?
2: What was the last thing he said? Oh, the interviewer said, Well, you've been a part of Westerns for a long time, so sort of like you took it personal. And I
3: love the way he said it. You're part of it, so I guess it, it's a it's personal I took it personal, <laughs> yeah. f- personal, pal.
2: I took it bleeping personal, pal. You better believe I did. <laughs> Gosh, is that fantastic? Okay, a lot more to get to coming up in just a few. <laughs> what the, f- <laughs> what the f- <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I see that movie, that's what I to think of. All right, news update straight ahead right here. Van Camp, and Roberts show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial. David Van Camp, he's off today. The sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up at the Fox News monitor. Headline is Biden at odds with administration on purpose of sanctions.
3: <laughs> well, that's one way of putting it. At odds. I'm telling you, he didn't know. He didn't know what they said about it. He didn't know. That's what you're going with. No, I, yeah, they don't. They don't tell him anything. Well, I believe they keep him in the dark as much as possible. I think everybody gets talking points, including Biden. I really do believe that. Yeah, he's referred to him several times. Yes.
2: You know, different people on the inside said it's basically Obama's old team that are behind the scenes running everything. It's just this current crew is out there putting forth the message. Mm -hmm. And so I think when Biden was taking questions yesterday, that's when it went haywire. Because if you remember... When anyone talked about sanctions from the administration leading up to yesterday, I mean, you know what the talking points were.
3: The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president right.
2: believes that sanctions are intended to deter.
3: Right. By the way, these aren't somebody's opinions. These are people within the cabinet. That's Jake Sullivan. Yeah, that is Jake Sullivan, yes. But it's important to know this isn't some interpretation. From the media. These are people inside the White House. And that was Blinken before all of us. Speaking for the president.
4: Yes. Yes. We want them to have a deterrent effect. They're meant to
3: prevent and it. That was Kirby. He's a, like he's going to burst on tears any minute. <laughs> <laughs> so if you happen to miss it, yeah, I mean, that's
2: what we're trying to figure out. Because yesterday when the question was asked of the president, hey, uh, as far as the sanctions, do you think the new ones are going to... Have any effect? I mean, it hasn't worked with Putin so far. And Biden was irritated at the question. Let's
0: get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. What? Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that.
2: You're like a pest. You keep talking about it. Nag, nag, nag. And
3: really, nag. In, in honesty, he never—he may have never said that himself. I don't know, but everybody Man, else I did. Where I see me too, but then again, I saw no evidence of it. It's just everyone else in the administration. And your team—it's your team representing you when they speak. We've never been more together than right
4: now. Purpose of the sanctions has always been and <laughs> continues to
2: be deterrence. Always been? Yeah. It, no, Joe said it's never been.
3: What a debacle. What does that look like on the world stage to everybody else? These are deterrence. When we issue deterrence, the big country is hurt by our deterrence. Therefore, we will continue to use deterrence. Thank you, Kamala. You keep
0: talking about that. <laughs> Exactly. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions, the maintenance of sanctions, increasing the pain, and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him. And then the evil people press trying to Trick the old man. Do
4: you believe the action today will have an impact on making Russia change
0: course in Ukraine? That's not what I said. You, you, you're, you're playing a game with me. I know. The answer is no. I think what happens yep. is we have to demonstrate okay. the purpose, the single most important thing.
3: Oh, here he goes again. Record skips again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait a second. And then
2: someone told you that we're going to hell? Because we make fun
3: of Biden's stutter, oh, there was a knucklehead, you know. And again, I, I, every once in a while on social media, some knucklehead will weigh in. I don't want to encourage knuckleheads, but <laughs> you know, how dare we make fun of someone with a speech impediment? It, that's who has not a his stutter? And, and we've we're, gone over this. You, you, all, when you all are in hell laughing about it, what <laughs> just ridiculous, unhappy, nutty people? Yeah, they want to They want. They want to try to. Try to make it out so you are making fun of someone's disability. That's how they want to twist it around. Okay, the guy doesn't we have all a okay. Know please,
2: that when he was on the struggle bus on yeah. the campaign trail, they tried to spin this story to where I he always struggled with a stutter,
3: and knucklehead still believe it. And then,
2: but you listen to audio of the guy all through. I don't well, know the eighties, nineties, the two thousands. Yeah, you never heard this. No, of course not. No, it, dude, we all know what it is. And the point is, it's not to make fun of someone for just being old. This guy's the president for crying out loud. Yes. Yes. Goodness
0: gracious. That's not what I said. You, you're, you're playing a game with me. I know.
2: See, that part, he didn't sound old to me. He really didn't. No. He sounded like classic Jimmy Stewart. You, you're, you're just
3: screwy! Yo! <laughs> you're bats! Mr. Gower. <laughs> is that you, Mr. Gower?
0: Golly,
2: man. Oh, geez. What a debacle that whole thing is. Ah. Okay, so a little detour there from uh, just happened to look up at Fox News. They are talking about that. Um, oh, tragic story out of Florida. My goodness, man.
3: Did you see the story of the teenager falling to his death? Ugh. This amusement park ride? This is one of my greatest fears of all time. Really? Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big amusement park guy. Well, then you should have no fear anymore. You're not getting on a ride. No, but even when I was forced to, that
2: like, was the fear,
3: like shamed into it. I would do it, and I never liked it. I've never I've never was one of those kids like yes, really. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. But you would do it because, dude. I worked. I grew up in a little town, so once every two years they had something that was called the Fall Festival, right? Oh, you're talking about a small ride. Well, then. no, I'm talking about that's where it starts. That's where you get the idea, right? Okay. But I'd see these guys come in and, and you know, put these things together. Well, yeah. With, like, ankle bracelets on. <laughs> it's like, okay. get on there. It's going to go right. 60 miles an hour and sling you through the air. Hold on a but second. Before we get to that, because yeah. right, I want to hear that. Okay. What happened
2: here, maybe you've seen this before, at, you know, whatever your local amusement park is, yeah. where you basically have i would say six to eight seats at the bottom it's a square it takes you straight up in the air yeah you know 300 feet 400 feet this one's 400 feet and then it's like a free fall drop and then the hydraulics kick in about i don't know 40 50 feet in the air and then you ride the rest of the way down kind of smooth but there's that free fall effect Mm. and as it's happening you have the seat belt in you can feel your butt come off the seat I mean, that's part of the thrill. Well, right now details are pretty sketchy, but from part of the video that they were showing, you see one of the workers saying, Hey, you got to click it. The seatbelt, you got, it's got to click in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the particular person. It was sort of sketchy, but it was a 14 year old boy that fell. They warned on morning news, like, oh, what you're going to see is graphic. Now, they don't show anyone, like, falling on the ground, but you could see the body come off the ride. Oh, gosh. It, it just heartbreaking. Brutal. Um, and, you know, for me personally, that's my favorite ride. When I go to any park that has one of those yeah. and usually get one of the kids to ride with me. My wife hates it. Yeah, and saw that story this morning, and every once in a while you'll get that look like, "See?" I'm like, "Come on, th- this is one out of how many?" You know what I mean? No, that's it's still true. Obviously, tragic for that entire family, but this wasn't when they said an Orlando, you know, amusement park. You're thinking what Universal, Disney? What are we talking about? It was the Icon Park, not related to either one of the mm-hmm. the real big ones they got a big ferris wheel there if you've ever been there you know what i'm talking about um but yeah there's an investigation going on and just heartbreaking
3: damn
2: and that's as far as that particular ride so that is the world's tallest freestanding drop tower forget it can hold up to 30 passengers
3: Hmm. oh man no thank you
2: yeah um saw this little bit of a study was out 65% 65% of Americans would exercise more if they had someone cheering them on as they did it.
3: <laughs> you, you can do it. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, I don't think that's the way it goes. I
2: know. Now, It says cheerleader, but I don't think we're talking about someone doing some cheer, you know, in a backflip. It's sort of like, you got it. Get another one. Let's go. You know, Van Camp is off today, but he's talked about working out with a buddy of his who is a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, that I'm not going to call the guy a cheerleader. No. But he's a motivator. No. Yeah. Hey, Van Camp's getting lean and mean, man. And I love him telling the stories of how this guy motivates him. I can't do it quite like David does. No. But he's always talking about, you know, facts and myths and, you know, you know. I can't even name exactly what the fact and myth is, but it would be like, you know, myth. You got to do a ton of cardio to lose weight. Fact. (laughs) You could do it with strength training. Right. Now let's go another set.
3: Yeah. Van came. All right.
2: We could do this sort of thing. So that's sixty-five percent of people. That wouldn't work with you, Scott.
3: No. No.
2: Like you got another one in you. Come on, man. No. Is it you just don't want to do it, or you don't think it would actually work? I don't,
3: I don't. First of all, I don't. I don't want it. Secondly, I don't think it would actually work. I mean, I got to motivate myself. I mean, every time I've worked out strenuously for long periods of time, it's been me doing it. But have you ever had someone there with you to train no, you? No. Well, if you've never had it, how do you know? I just have a feeling. I don't like being yelled at. Okay. I'm not a fan of being oh yelled my
2: at. Gosh. Okay. Hey, Go, boy. No, I don't think you have to worry about that. Okay. But I mean, you'll talk every once in a while about the every once in a while about the wussification, say of America. Yeah. And you're worried about hurt feelings by someone no, saying right, you I got hurt another feelings.
3: Couple, d- d- get the weakness out of your body. Let's I'm just go. Like, you got another one. Life kicks me in the teeth enough. I don't really <laughs> want to do that. Okay. I'll get up and I'll do my my bike bike stuff in my apartment and I'll walk and I'll do. The weather's getting nice now again. I walked a lot last summer. Dropped a bunch of weight last summer, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go at it again. And uh, I like I like being outside.
2: I think you got another lap in you.
3: <laughs> Thanks. That, that's just me saying it. I know.
2: Yeah, 56% say they prefer workout groups. I can't see you in that either. No, that's not your thing. No,
3: I tried that once.
2: Yeah, not a big fan. It's no right? fun. Yeah. What do you mean it's no fun? For me, it wasn't. Okay, that's fine. All right, got another news update to get to. Trump is suing Hillary Clinton. That's hilarious. And much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. He's out today, back on Monday. There's Scott Robbins. Maybe you heard. Trump is suing Hillary Clinton and the DNC over the Russia allegations. No kidding. Yes. Hot dog. Yep. Over allegations of collusion with Russia. Says that Clinton and the DNC maliciously conspired to weave a false narrative that Trump was colluding with
3: Russia. Well, they did do that, yes.
2: Oh, my gosh. And she went on with it for a long time when she was in Berlin and was talking about
0: it. Obviously, we know the Russians are continuing to try to choose our next president like they chose our last president.
2: On and on and on. Oh, yeah. And that Trump stole the election with the help of Putin. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Because it was never her fault. No. She's a perfect candidate. Van Camp always good at putting together the montages. I remember this one.
0: You can run the best campaign, <laughs> and you can have the election stolen from you. I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. There's an air of illegitimacy that surrounds Trump's presidency. So, of course, he's obsessed with me, and I believe that it's a guilty conscience. He knows he's an illegitimate president. He,
2: he, just defying all norms to put in question the results of an election.
3: Yeah, isn't it <laughs> funny? Yeah.
0: I was the candidate that they basically yeah. stole an election from. <laughs> we need numbers overwhelming so Trump can't sneak or steal his way to victory. Okay.
3: you never really said how he did that. We, I mean, he had the help of Russia, Putin, we know that. But, I mean, besides that, what did he do? It was it's all
2: like, the misinformation.
3: Specifically, yes. All okay. over social yeah. media
2: and spreading the message. Got it. Which led to the two-year Mueller investigation. Yeah. Okay, so that'll be interesting to watch. Who knows what's happening?
3: It'll take that. forever, yeah.
2: You know, some people are predicting that's going to be the next election. It's going to be Trump against Hillary again. And I think oh, people gosh. would say if Trump does run, he'll win as far as the Republican primary.
3: Yeah, we'll see. we got a lot of time yet. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not so sure. I mean, Ron DeSantis is is certainly one of these guys who's caught the attention in the hearts of many Americans. Yes. They look at him as a very younger yes. version of Trump without the zaniness. Yes. That he doesn't take a lot of crap, and he comes back with uh, with logical arguments, and he calls them out when they lie, which is good. But right now, as far as the percentages, they yeah, would say Trump runs. I know.
2: And from the Democrats, Biden, you know that's not happening. They can't put Kamala out there. They know it. Who else is there? Cory well, Booker? Please.
3: In a primary? Yeah. I mean.
2: Who knows? By the way, and we didn't happen to get to this the other day. I looked it up. Election betting odds. Of course, they, they're always updating this stuff. Odds on to be the next president right now in the betting odds. You know who it is? Trump. By how much, you suppose? Uh,
3: how many percentage points? Yeah. Uh,
2: 7%. Right now. Trump at 34.4%, Biden at 15.7%, Jeez. DeSantis at 135 Kamala 75 That's as it sits right now.
3: Who are the 7.5% that say Kamala?
2: Well, they're just putting the odds on because they know it's not going to be Joe. I wouldn't so, think so. You know, we'll see. we got to get ready for our Friday Five, the countdown we do every Friday. Well, with Van Camp out today... Figuring, okay, should we do something today that we normally wouldn't do? We had this idea, well, Van Camp was born in the 80s.
3: Yeah. We've
2: done a lot of things around the 80s. One thing we've never done is what is the greatest albums of the 70s?
3: Whoa. Boy, is that a long list. Holy smoke.
2: It's tough. Yeah. So we all voted, and we voted on our top five and seven honorable mentions. Okay, if you want to get in now, the number is 210-619-2053. So you're talking about, you know, how big the album was, like how many did it sell? Then does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? There's so many great ones. This is tough. Oh boy. Greatest albums of the 70s. 210-619-2053, and we'll kick it off next, right here.
4: Are you ready?
1: jamie markley david van camp and scott robbins
0: we just become best friends yep
1: making sense of it all now i get it and having some fun lighten up, francis this is the markley van camp and robbins show all right
2: the markley van camp and robbins show thank you so much for being here I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out today, a well-deserved day off. Scott Robbins is here, and it's time for the Friday Five. That's the countdown we do every Friday. And it always starts
4: like this.
1: The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Friday 5. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. Our Friday 5. We take a little break from news. Do a
2: countdown. And today, because David's not here, the millennial, born in the 80s, we decided to do
3: the greatest albums all time of the 70s. Jeez, man. So many classics. Really, really hard. Really hard. And this is how we do the
2: countdown. We decide how big was the album. We did it by album sales this time. Yeah. Then trying to figure out, okay, does it stand the test of time, and then how much do you personally like it? Put it all together, and this is our five. And I don't know if any of us would agree with the final five list. They're all great.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. It's hard to disagree with any of them. There may be a couple that I would have that I selected that are not in there. But yes, thankfully.
2: No, um, no. <laughs> we'll get to that and yeah. try to figure out who ranked what, starting today with Diamond Leon in Portland, Diamond Leon What's up? What's up, buddy? Hey, what you got? This is tough, isn't hey, it? It's pimpin Pimpin Yeah,
1: hey, so I'll cut to the chase. Van Halen, Van Halen, running with the devil.
2: You know yeah. you think about that first album, Oh yeah, wow. Yes. Number three. You find yourself, friend. Ain't talking about love. Running with the devil
1: really got me. Bill Draper, I'm the one.
3: Incredible. Yeah, I've said it before, but that album, the first time I heard anything from that album, I was driving, on, I had the car radio on, and the DJ comes on and goes, band out of California, Van Halen, it's running with the devil. And I heard that guitar and went, what the heck is that? Holy smokes! And you loved it? Oh my gosh! Yeah, blew my mind. I went and bought the record the next day. Yeah. Now you ranked that at like number five. Yeah, it was a great record. Right? I mean, there's so much great stuff. Yeah. Wow. That was my number one. There's a lot of them I left off. I, I'm just now thinking about it again. Like, well, maybe that one was worthy, but no, oh well.
2: Well, anything that sold 10 million or more yeah. got a 10. Yeah. And then test of time. We all agreed it was a 10. Yeah. My like, well, it's a 10.
3: That's great. Good stuff, man.
2: But you kept it out.
3: It it was number number three. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's okay. The number to call is 210 619 2053. Up next, who do we have up next? Is it? Uh, let's go to Dave in Northern Michigan.
1: Hey, Dave. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing hey, great, Dave.
2: man. Thanks for checking in.
1: Good. What are you thinking? You, uh, you definitely made a poop this, this time. There's so many great albums of that decade, I'll tell you. I'm going to go with uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Good Call Day,
2: number four.
1: That's my favorite song in the album, Okay, I mean,
3: sales, come on, that's a 10, test of time, that's a 10. You don't like it, do you? I like, you know, okay. I don't like it as well as the other ones I chose, no. But it's not that I don't like it, I like it. No, you don't. I do. I don't love it, but I like it. You make fun of Pink Floyd a lot. Well, it's easy to do sometimes. But I like, I mean, I don't dislike Pink Floyd. I like Pink Floyd. Okay. Obviously
2: worthy of the top five. Yeah, I think so. Yes. The weirdest thing to me is, as much as you've made fun of Pink Floyd, you have a Pink Floyd t-shirt. Yeah, I like the division Bell shirt I have. But you never saw him live in concert. No, no. Okay, so I'm just asking the question, then. Does that make you somewhat of a poser? You can call me what you want. I don't
3: care. I'm past. I, I'm not. No, I, I, I don't call me a poser. I, I bought, I bought I Dark Side of the Moon when firstly, I was in high school. Didn't say I mean, I, I, I'm I,
2: asking I, questions. I
3: liked the wall. I I mean, you know, but. Well, it used to be if you didn't go to the concert, you wear the concert shirt. Well, they didn't it play out that much. I mean, you know. I saw him, but hey, whatever. Did you see him at Chicago Stadium? It's your truth, man. Who am I arguing with? Did yours you see or... him at Chicago Stadium? Is I saw him in went? Indy, Indianapolis. Okay, yeah. I remember went to a Cub game. I'm coming back, and there's pigs, inflatable pigs, above Soldier Field in Chicago, and Pink Floyd was playing that night.
2: So you stopped by and bought a T-shirt, no. but didn't want to go to the
3: show. I didn't buy a T-shirt either. I okay, just, just kept checking. going. All right. <laughs> Greatest albums of the '70s. I got. A, I rolled down the windows. I the got a high countdown. <laughs> yeah, we do
2: every Friday. Okay. Up next is Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark.
0: Scott, Jamie, uh, good Friday to you. You too, Mark. Mark. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And my pick was uh, Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Brick
1: Road. Great great choice. Oh, Oh, man. man. 75 today, by the way. No way. Yep. Double
2: album. Huge. A lot of albums that sold a lot. Decades. Not, not as much sales as some of the others in the top five. It's still a big test of time. Good honorable mention. Again, I don't think it, it could be stated enough. Best albums of the '70s and stuff, because there's so many great ones.
3: Yeah, Goodbye the Brick Road was certainly. Yes,
2: huge. David in Hillsboro up next. David.
1: Uh, happy Friday, boys. We
3: love David. Hey, David.
1: Yeah, Hey, you guys, I was born in 55, so obviously the 70s was a good time to uh, get into the rock and roll. I have at least 300 albums still from the 70s. Nice. Yeah. Vinyl's made a comeback, too, man. Yeah, so all of a sudden it's hot again. Yeah. I know my daughter bought me a record player uh, a couple of years ago, some kind of Wi Fi thing, but I haven't figured out how to hook it up yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: you'll get to it. Yeah, <laughs> it'll
1: be all right. So anyway, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking the greatest 70s album of all time Led Zeppelin, Their Way to Heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's album. four. Yep.
2: Number two. On the road. Yes. I mean... Oh, it's a 10 for sales. Sales is crazy. The test of time, at a 10. Great record. Like? Well, it's like, to me it's a 10, but if I'm being honest, between that and Van Halen, I'm probably Van Halen, but I mean... You're not, wrong. Like,
3: You're not really wrong in either one, so... I love them both. Yeah. It's tough. The first day of spring the other day, I couldn't help it, the lyric... It's just a spring clean for the May Queen. Kept going through my head. <laughs> I, I can't even explain it. Where did you have Led Zeppelin for? I think I had two or three. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, certainly great. You know, they did, but Led Zeppelin in the 70s, gosh, there wasn't really a bad record. Well, some people, even Zeppelin fans, might argue that a little bit. I liked houses. I know I'm one of the few, but. What about
2: in through the outdoor?
3: Okay. But Physical Graffiti, great record. Yeah, some people yeah. would
2: say Presence wasn't great. I like, I like Presence. Presents. I, I am, do, too. I'm with you. Yeah. Greatest Albums of the 70s. The number, two one zero six one nine two zero five three. We haven't named number one yet. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Okay, let's go to who's up next. Oh, we got Joey in Scranton. Hey, Joey. Hey, 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 boys.
4: Uh, it's been a while, sir. I was, uh, I've uh, been in the hospital. I... uh I couldn't stop Putin, and the uh, so Doctor Jill had to get things flowing the right direction. But uh, man. I understand anyway, me, well, you're doing
3: better, Joey. Did he just say he couldn't stop
4: Putin?
3: <laughs> I, I could go, on, I could go on about my BMs
4: all day, but I don't want to bore you. Uh, yeah, okay, that's <laughs> no joke.
3: I'm not joking here, all
4: right? Uh, the name of this album perfectly uh, represents uh, First Lady President Kamala Harris's uh, administration. It's uh It's Highway to Hell by uh, ACDC.
2: There you go. (laughs) Yes, good call. Thanks, Joey, always. I know you're busy. That was definitely honorable mention. That was big. Oh, yeah. It was weird because Dirty Beats came out in 76, but then it was actually the biggest in the 80s. Yeah for the researches. So, yeah, good call there. All right, let's go to Woody in Vancouver. Woody. Hey,
0: hey, guys. Love your show. In honor of, of our beloved VP, I think it's time to talk about the significance of the timeliness of timeouts, time cards, timelines, and timers as they pertain to the time-saving, timeliness, timekeeping, timetables. <laughs> <laughs> say that I can tell. No I was way, gonna man. going to say
3: she's going to write a children's book. Oh, That's great. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah.
0: My album, Saturday Night Fever.
2: Yep. I made the argument yeah. for oh, yeah. From personal life, it just kept it out. But I mean, sales? Yeah. And I guess you could argue, test the time. I went through all the songs on that album yesterday. We were trying to put this together. It's crazy. How many you know, big songs were on that album? That
3: was my first summer in radio. I was at Top 40 and... There was like five BG songs in the top ten of them at that point. Or yeah. From that album, you know? Yes. If I can't have you from Von Element was on there. Oh, yeah. You've been part of the decline in Western civilization. There's no doubt about it. Okay, well. You're playing all those records. I had to play them. What are you going to do? I don't know. It's just
2: part of it. Okay. Give the people what they want. Still looking for number one and number five greatest albums all time from the 70s. It's a great list. This is a lot of fun. Again, the number is 210-619-2053. And we will wrap it up. Coming up in just a few, it's the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. van camp and robin show i'm jamie markley david van camp a well-deserved day off today there's scott robbins we're doing the friday five we've got a news update along with scott robbins trifecta his top three stories of the day coming up in just a bit today's friday five is the greatest albums of the 70s van camp millennial born in the 80s thought okay never done the greatest albums of the 80s before it's a good countdown and tough to put together that was number two right there, Led Zeppelin, four. Van Halen's first album was number three, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, at four. And we've had great honorable mentions from ACDC, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, Elton John, a whole lot more. Again, the number's 210 619 And back to it with Dave in Portland. Hey, Dave.
0: Hey, uh, how you doing, guys? This was a a tough one. As mentioned, I was going to, you know, there was a debut album by Foreigner. There was the Eagles and Bad Company to consider. But I opted to go with the highest debuting album at the time, Boston's self-titled album, Boston.
2: Oh yeah, That would be a walk-off for you, Dave. Number one. And for being a kid of the eight, late eight. When Camp was born, he loved yeah. this album. Oh, yeah, great album. I think we all love this album. Now, it wasn't my number one, but I understand why it is number one. I still reach for it. I have a lot of these songs on a playlist. I never turn it off when it comes on. Yeah. And my older sister was into this album. My brother was into this album. Grew
3: up on it. And yeah, it's just sort of timeless. You hear, you hear all those songs still. I mean, yeah, daily basis. Yes.
2: And it's weird how you can go through stages, you might get tired of some stuff after a while, but then it sort of comes back around. It's a great album.
3: More Than a Feeling is one of my all-time favorite songs. I could hear it every day. Every day? Every day.
2: Wow. All right, let's go to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary!
0: Hi, guys. Happy Friday again. Yeah, you too. Okay, so today I've got um, the Eagles Hotel California.
2: Mary always comes in strong.
1: Number five. You can check out it. That was huge. Day. Yep. But you leave.
2: Now if you were by sales, actually the Eagles greatest hits is the crazy seller. You'd take greatest hits out. More like studio albums. You'd go
3: with a live album, maybe. But this album, well, they're touring the country doing this whole album. Selling out arenas everywhere. Back to front they
2: are doing the album. Hey man, I'm not telling anybody they shouldn't go and enjoy it. I, without
3: Glenn Fry I can't do it. Yeah, I, I saw them with Glenn Fry. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I mean, a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah, that thing's timeless too. Okay, let's go to Becky in Oregon. Hey, Becky.
1: Hi, happy Friday, boys.
2: You too, Becky. Hi, Becky.
1: I had three to pick from in my head, so I went ahead with Aerosmith, Toys in the Attic.
2: Yeah. Oh, you can't
3: Sorry, go wrong there. No. Yeah. That made my top five. It could have it it made mine. Well, if you were a rock. I was right little. there with, oh, God, I played this record a billion times. I thought maybe it rocked too hard for you. you know what song my favorite song is, though? Uncle Salty. Great song. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this, A Walk This Way.
2: Talk about you have the teenage boy anthem. in Test the time on that is big too. Oh yeah, it's so, all over the place. Yep. Two kids today know that stuff.
4: Can't
2: say, baby, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, let's get to John in Connecticut. John, it was good to hear from
4: John. Hey, good afternoon, and thank you. Your audience
0: has excellent taste, impeccable. Oh, thanks. Well, this is a a sheer bald-faced attempt to brown-nose that sexy fellow 1960 vintage boomer. Queen. (laughs) Yes, sir. A night at the opera.
3: Night at the opera, yeah. Yeah. See a little
0: silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche,
3: you know, it's wild to me
0: bandango?
3: that in the 70s, Queen's News of the World sold more than a night at the Opera. I know that surprised me, too. Although, We Will Rock You, We Were the Champions is so big. It was. Yeah. Boy, but this had two me. top five records on it, and You're My Best Friend was on this album, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Love of My Life big in go. the U.K.? Not in I mean, the U.K., States. not here, but right. Yeah. It and it introduced me to the world, Biz Miller. <laughs> in the movie, it's like, what is Biz Miller? <laughs>
2: Let's get to John in Mississippi. Hey, John.
1: Hey, guys. Real quick, I can't believe uh, it's been a couple of weeks. I finally got the number one song, Was it's friggin', uh Come On Eileen. But uh, my song is, uh, my album is <laughs> Fleetwood Mac Rumors.
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Huge. There's so many great songs from that album. Big, too. That just missed the top five. Yeah. But great honorable mention. That's a great list. Boston, Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, Pink Floyd, Eagles. For the greatest albums of the 70s. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. Slight pause for effect. Yeah, you know we should mention this too, like honorable mentions that you just don't have time to get to everything. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, you think it's born to run? Great record. Big. First Bob Seeger.
4: Yes, Trying
2: that was big.
4: Front page driving
2: Car's debut. On
4: a Jackson Brown
2: running on empty. Meatloaf, fat out of hell. Oh gosh, yeah. That was massive. Um Paul McCartney and Wings band on the run. Yep. Oh, and check this. Who's next? I mean, epic. The great decade for albums. Alright. We gotta get ready for Sky Robin's top three stories today, the, the trifecta and a news update. Next right here. right The Markley Van Camp and Robert show Jamie Markley David Van Camp he's out today back on Monday there's Scott Robbins mm-hmm. before we get to your trifecta A lot of people are talking about it is astounding when you step back and think about what was said this week as far as questions answers with someone that's going to be on the supreme court
3: Oh yeah I agree Donji
2: Brown Jackson Yes And there were a couple of moments that really stick out That have troubled people. Now, one's on the left. They're like, this is crazy that she's even having to go through this process to answer these questions, these stupid questions. Mm -hmm. Well, in light of everything that's happened over the last couple of years, you could say even over the last week, um, I think to a lot of people, this was a pretty fair question. Uh,
4: Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't. N- not in okay. this context. So I'm, not of- I'm not a biologist.
2: I'm not a biologist. So, are you saying a biologist can answer the question? So, it's about biology. That's what she said. She kicked it to biology. Yes. But I don't think if you're on the say that either. Because if it comes down to biology, it's very simple, right?
3: Yes. It deals with chromosomes, yes. Well, and then
2: Marsha Blackburn, who asked the question, you know, you had different, you know, media outlets on the left saying, who is this white woman to be asking these questions? Like, okay, we're going to make that about race?
3: Really? Who is she? She's a senator. She sits on this committee. Think about the decisions. That's
2: how she can ask the question. That Brown Jackson is going to have to make. That's something you want to know. It's not ridiculous.
3: The fact that you can't give me a straight
4: answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about.
2: Right. That scares sane people. And then there was this. When does life
0: begin, in your opinion? Uh, Senator um, Hold on. I don't...
3: You don't know that question's coming? See, that's what I find <laughs> odd, too. Right? I mean, that would have been one you rehearsed a million times over. That's a give me. You're going to get asked this question because of Roe v. Wade.
2: But she genuinely seems not prepared for it.
3: Like she can't answer it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh. No, <laughs>
0: ma'am. I don't know.
3: She doesn't know. Well, see, that's the problem.
2: Well, and not to mention, she wouldn't answer the question as far as court packing. That's why Mitch well, McConnell said, Yeah, I can't, I can't vote for
3: her. And even though you don't make a choice, you've made a choice, right? Even though you don't answer the question, you've answered the question. You did. You did.
2: Yes. Yes. So when you have all these Republicans that will not vote to confirm her based on the answers, well, for people on the left, that's not going to matter. Because you know what they're going to say.
3: It's racist!
2: Of course. That's just part of the course. Mm -hmm. We've all gotten used to that. Crazy. The thing is, you just have to keep speaking truth. Seeking truth, speaking truth. That's what none of us can give up on. No, it seems like we're pressured to do it all the time. You just can't do it. My gosh,
3: are you ready for your big three? That's why the line from that English woman, I'm not a veterinarian, but I know what a dog is. Yes. Makes a lot of sense, right. doesn't it? Yes. Alright, let's do it. Are you ready?
1: One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta! Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the Trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. The legendary Scott Robbins, this
2: yeah, time every day. Tell you. His big three, helped by his top 40
3: hero, I'm Casey Kasem, his hero in life. And I think he is ready? Yes. Okay. I am ready. Three. Yes. What is number three? Well, you know you know that uh, currently our president, Joe Biden, Yeah. he's in Brussels, Belgium. Yeah. Big summit meeting mm-hmm. on the invasion of the Ukraine. During the meetings, Biden spoke with the president of the European Council, a guy by the name of Charles Michael and expressed a bit of jealousy. Now, dig if you will. This is Joe Biden saying this. Now, let's just say this was Donald Trump who had said the same thing. Okay. And what do you think the reaction would be? Here we go. All
0: right. Well, I came to congratulate a man who just got a reelected without opposition. I I, I I, dream about that someday.
1: Whoa, oh, dictator Boom! Dictatorship
3: We're all doomed! Ah. <laughs>
2: I think it would sound something like
3: that. Oh, you know it would. Do you remember
2: when Trump was just messing with people? Yeah, yes. And I think Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd then asked him about it. Trump said, I said I was going to do this. In fact, I
0: said in a speech recently, I said, watch, we'll drive the media crazy. Let's go for a third term and then a fourth. And some of the media said, he's going to do it.
3: Right, Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Joe Biden just said he wants to run without opposition. Boy, that'd be great. (laughs) Dictator!
0: (laughs) Sure. Golly. We're getting closer and closer to number one. You just hear
3: the heads just bursting. Of course. If that would have been Trump saying that. Absolutely right. Two. What is number two? Uh, Number two, uh, you saw this story, right? New York City mayor exempts athletes and performers from the vax mandate. Yes. Okay. But that's it. He said he was going to do it on his schedule.
2: Well, the pressure was starting to mount because you have Major League Baseball starting and you have Yankees players and Mets players that are not vaccinated, which would mean they couldn't play at home games. Now, this is... Not to mention, Kyrie Irving hasn't been able to play at home with the Brooklyn But he can watch them. Yes, but then he went to the locker room, and they were fined $50,000. Can't go in there. You could be in the building, though. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, you can eat
3: popcorn from the third row, but you yes. cannot. Yes, golly. I mean, it's hard to believe how incredibly stupid this move is, though. So you've got a lot of people now in New York, New York City, who were fired from their jobs because they didn't get vaccinated right. when the vax mandate was rolling out. There's one woman, it's like, I was pregnant, I miscarried the first time, I didn't want to miscarry again, so I didn't want the vaccine. Right. I got fired! Uh Uh-huh. My husband got fired. Right. We got fired. And these other, now they're using the pitchforks and torches idea now. But how tone-deaf and stupid is that, politically speaking, to do this? Well, those are just common folk.
2: They don't care about that. (laughs) At least if I let the performers, maybe somebody will get off my back if Kyrie can play in the Mets and the Yankees.
3: Yeah. I mean, you're not as important as the New York Mets or the Yankees or the Knicks or the Brooklyn Nets or whatever. Right. I just, I don't blame these people at all. The little people got screwed again. Well, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits. I hope so. When this is all said and done,
2: how many lawsuits because of COVID, one thing or another, by the time this is all said and done? You know,
3: it's interesting you say that because um, it's already started. I mean, there are rumblings now where people are like, okay, you don't have to have it. You know, whatever. Come back to work. Backing off, yeah, yeah. And these people like, wait a minute, I lost my income, I lost my job. In a lot of cases, I couldn't get another job Mm -hmm. because of my vaccination status. This is garbage. Well, there's
2: another part to that in that people felt pressured to get the vaccination to keep their job, and some did. Oh, sure, yeah. Listen, there have been people that have had adverse effects from the vaccine. It's Mm -hmm. been underreported, but it has happened. Okay, I'm not talking about getting a microchip put into your body or anything like that, but I'm saying people have absolutely had adverse effects, and some last longer than others. Well, if you felt pressure to keep your job and got the vaccine, and you still have the effects from it, and you didn't want it,
3: do you have a lawsuit there? Well, you can't. No, you know why? Because when you got the vaccine, what you signed, when you because you had to sign a letter before yeah. you did this, exempts you from suing the manufacturers of the product that you got sick from. If right. you in fact did. But can
2: you sue your employer for pressuring for forcing you, to
3: do, you it? to do it or losing your job. I don't know. That I, has to I, be I worked out. I don't know. I'm not a scientist nor am I a lawyer. Yeah.
0: Now on with the countdown. Oh yeah we're already there. And finally
3: one I yes. love, love, love technology when used properly.
1: In a testament to
3: to the power of science, researchers in Switzerland have outfitted a 36-year-old ALS patient with a chip in his brain. As I just said, okay, there were no chips that went in. What is this? Which allows him to spell out sentences one letter at a time. People are gathered around. Science are gathered around. His family is gathered around. He comes out of the surgery, and he sits down in front of this thing. And he can type- he can type out what he wants for the first time, Wow, and what did he want? A beer <laughs> <laughs> He typed out, "I want a beer first <laughs> it was yes, <"Yeah!" laughs> something <laughs> profound, you know, like thank God I'm able to communicate again, or the love of my family prevailed or whatever. Nope, I want a beer." Wow, did he say what kind? He did not. He also said he wanted some soup, and he wanted a head massage. Those three things. See, there's nothing wrong with a little massage. No, a little beer, bowl of soup, and a head massage. Hell yes. <laughs> That's an actually an uplifting story. Uh, for it you is. At number it one. is. I
2: like it. Yeah. That, that, and that, there you have it. That is very nice. All I right. appreciate that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Scott Robbins trifecta. Do it every day at this time. <laughs> All right. We still have to get to memorizing in the news, of course. Friday edition and a news update straight ahead right here.
3: It's really been an honor for me. See you, buddy. Goodbye.
2: Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, off today, back Monday. There's Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. A few news updates before Nimrod's in the news. Uh, our military has a little fear that Vladimir Putin is planning to use a nuke. I don't know if you heard the latest part of this. Fear has been there for a while. Lieutenant General Scott Barrier, who is the director of the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency, um. Detailed it all in a 67-page report noted that Russia claims to be developing missiles that are capable of circumventing Western defenses in order to, quote, ensure that Russia can credibly inflict unacceptable damage. This is all if Ukraine continues to push back against the invasion, which, of course, they're going to do. Right. So we've heard this before. It's one of those things, whenever you see it, you're like, OK, OK. Got to take it somewhat serious. I don't know if it changes the way we live day to day, but just mm-hmm. to know that it's, you know, going on. Uh, meanwhile, Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing what he can do to stop all of this madness.
3: Okay, I give. What's, what's he doing? Uh, he put out a video. That always works. Um,
2: it's sort of an appeal to Vladimir Putin and the Russian people saying Ukraine did not start this war. Neither did nationalists or Nazis. Those in power in the Kremlin started this war. Um, there are things that are going on in the world that are being kept from you. Terrible things, Russian people, you should know about. Spread the truth. Please stop. Do you think that's going to do anything? No. Do you think it's silly that he even does it? Yes. You do.
3: What's the matter with you? Oh. What are you going to, I mean, Seriously. Although, you know, hey, you know, I mean, weirder things have happened, right? I mean, Dennis Rodman bowling in in North Korea was, you know. (laughs) How weird was that?
2: Maybe Putin sees Schwarzenegger, he saw some of the movies, is like, wow, okay. Well, maybe he is a little starstruck. I don't know. Now, you've seen the stories about Ashton Kutcher and his wife, Milik Yunus, raising money for people in Ukraine, right? Over $30 million. Jeez. They're saying, please don't stop.
3: Good for them. So you like that story? Well, I mean, you know, hey, you know, it's, they're doing something positive, I guess, right? They donated three
2: million of their own money and asked people to do it. I guess it's their goal is now forty million. It's up to
3: thirty-four. Hmm. So every once in a while, when it's people from Hollywood, you're like, yeah,
2: whatever. Well,
3: but, yeah, but I mean, they're not just showing up at a banquet. I mean, they're actually ponying up their own dough too. Yes. So yeah. Oh,
2: one other thing real quick I don't know if you heard the story about Volkswagen recalling over 246, thousand SUVs due to unexpected braking. <laughs> what does that mean? Well it's it's concerning. you're driving these, down and just the brakes just apply. Yes Oh gosh this is in the United States and Canada. It's faulty wiring. So it the recall now is three days after the AP had reported that 47 people complain to U.S. safety regulators about this problem, it's not just the braking. People said that warning lights and alarms would go off. You're driving down the road. Oh, gosh. Okay. Then the driver's side windows would just roll down. (laughs) Okay. Jeez. And then the car would suddenly brake while in traffic. So this includes Atlas SUVs from 2019 through 2023 model years as well as the 2020 through 2023 Atlas Cross
3: Sport. Grandpa, is that you? Are you with us now? <laughs> Stop screwing around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose, uh, not a big surprise, Pfizer and Moderna both seeking approval for the second booster shot. Second? Yeah, you already had your booster. Yeah. How about another booster?
3: Oh, oh you mean second? Okay, got yes. it. No, I don't, no, no. What if your doctor says, Scott, for no, you, it's a good idea? I'm not going to bring it up. What if he says... Well, no, we'll talk about you, that.
2: Okay, you're not sure?
3: Dude, how many of these things do I need? Seriously. <laughs> At least another, probably. <laughs> I understand Are you going to do another one? Uh,
2: doubtful. Okay. Doubtful. Um, but th- there's an explanation to that, not that I have to give one. It will come at some point in time. We gotta get the
1: Nimrod. Going, huh? When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
3: I love the poorly educated. Uh-huh.
1: All
2: right. Uh-huh. I understand, Nimrods in uh-huh. the News, that maybe you don't like your boss. But man. I don't know if this is the way to go about it. 30-year-old Hunter Howard and 47-year-old Andrew Doty. They both work as security guards at a resort on Hilton Head in South Carolina. They don't work there anymore. Um, Apparently, they tried to poison their boss with eye drops. Oh, boy. Now, there's an ingredient in eye drops that can lower your blood pressure. And if you ingest enough of it, your heart can start beating dangerously slow. Jeez. So they put a bunch of eye drops in a coffee maker that only their supervisor used. Luckily, he's all right. They're not quite sure how much of it was, uh, but they're in a whole lot of trouble now.
3: Didn't have to worry about Red Eye anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's Nimrod's The News, and this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.